0: Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our regular series called Fireside Chat with Facebook. Now, we have teamed up with the real estate team at Facebook to produce episodes designed to help real estate agents better utilize Facebook and their suite of tools like Instagram, WhatsApp. Uh, And we have Scott Shapiro from Facebook Corporate with us as our guest. Uh, Let me tell you, a little bit about Scott. Scott Shapiro is a senior client partner on the real estate team at Facebook, where he focuses on engaging with key clients and their ecosystem partners to develop marketing solutions and strategies to drive their businesses forward. In addition to the client partner role, Scott also serves as the industry relations liaison between the Facebook real estate sales team and the real estate industry, helping to educate agents, brokers, and leaders on Facebook's platforms and best practices. Prior to joining Facebook. Facebook. Scott was a sales executive at ABC, where he also participated in a sales advisory role, acting as a consultant for the digital and the sports teams. Scott, welcome back uh, to Keeping It Real and our fireside chat with Facebook.
1: Thanks, TJ. I It's funny, as you're reading all that, I'm like, wow, that's lengthy. I, I might have to ha- give you a new uh, edited version to cut that down.
0: Um, I, I think it's really important for the for- well, I think it's important for people to hear your background and, you know, you had a career prior to, to Facebook. We were just talking offline where today we're going to be talking about stories and, and across, uh, their, the Facebook, uh, Suite of tools. And we were asked, Scott was mentioning that ESPN uses uh, stories and, and most brands do. And so he was actually even referencing um, some previous, previous work uh, around it. Yeah. So I think it's important for people to know where you come from and who you are. But most importantly, I think it's just amazing that Facebook also has a real estate division and a department um, specifically around helping agents better use the tools and, and platforms
1: yeah, no, it's been great. We're about three years old. Um, so you know it's been a journey, and I think you know out, you know outreach such as what we're doing through the podcast sure. and through the Facebook lives, it's really important because I think we've talked about this in the past that there are a lot of source of truth when it comes to our platform, but it's really hard to understand you know what is the source of truth. and so we want to be a little bit more on our front foot. Um, out in front of things and in front of topics and talking to agents and talking to brokers. Um, Always appreciate the time and the platform that you give us, DJ, because it allows us to really hopefully, you know, drive impact for the folks who are using our platforms and really demystify some of what you should or shouldn't do and or really point out the things that are coming up um, such as stories, which is, you know, when you and I aligned on, you know, what's a really interesting topic, it's this one, because it's really a monster consumer trend. And as we think about, you know, how best to drive impact, well, you want to be where your consumers are. So, uh, looking forward to having a good chat with you over the next 45 minutes or so
0: yeah and I wanted to also let the listeners know that if you're not a um, a consumer of Facebook or Instagram stories, I wasn't either until more recently where I started noticing people that I follow were starting to create more content in this in their stories uh, you know within Facebook and Instagram and so I said you know, I always thought, oh, f- stories are just for younger, uh, younger, um, y- you know, uh, account account holders or account users. And I thought, um, well, I'll check out to see what it is. And I'm actually have become a bit, I don't want to say addicted isn't the right word, but I've actually mm-hmm. become now accustomed to looking at stories even before I now scroll in my feeds. I don't know if that's a common um, trend or not, but because I think it's quick, it's easy, it's digestible, it d- disappears, there's an urgency to it, there's an easy mm-hmm. to consume aspect of it. And, um, and and I like it because it, it sort of in some ways does a little bit of the work for me where I'm just able to see it, go on to the next one, the next one, and um, I'm I'm kind of hooked on them now. So, and I'm just, I'm a recent yeah. convert to stories.
1: Well, I think a couple of things, and we'll get into this one. To your point, they're short. So, you know, it's a it's a snackable moment of content. Um, you know, there are over 1 billion stories shared across our family of apps and services every day. Yeah, 1, one billion. billion of the That's amazing. So, you know, right. So like... You think about it, you, you know, you and I are, and a lot of the audience, uh, if you're using stories as a platform, we're, we're in a very large bucket of people who agree. Um, and I think, you know, frankly, we're also seeing that brands benefit and we'll get into some stats about sure putting your brand front and center in uh, stories is a really great experience to drive awareness, to drive intent and, um, you know, brand loyalty. So, you know, if we think about you as a CEO and a CMO of your business, you know, that's an interesting place to do so.
0: And I almost think too, just before we, we get to, uh, we get actually into it, I think stories from from a uh, content creation perspective are actually a lot it 's a lot simpler of a process now you might spend more time yes. actually crafting a story than you would a regular post, but I actually think it 's it's it's number one. It's easier to consume once it's posted, but I actually think it's easier to create. And you're 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 doing that thing that marketers know every brand needs to do, which is consistently you know touch your client, and you can touch mm-hmm. them in very short, simple, easy to create, easy to consume ways and you don't have to worry as much about engagement you don't have to worry as much yep. about how many likes or, or comments because you're just putting this digestible piece of content you can do it multiple times a day if you want and uh, and people do look at these i know i do i'm looking at stories from people where if i saw a post of theirs i might not actually Read it. I might scroll past Mm -hmm. Um, The way that stories is aligned is is now I do see it and I can always skip Mm -hmm. if I want to but it's so quick and easy It makes it easy to actually digest other people's content. So I I think it's a win in a lot of ways Um, So what what we're actually going to do um, And and I want our listeners to pay special attention to this. Um, We are actually going to be showing a a PowerPoint presentation, so we're gonna be going over slides, but don't worry if you're listening We're gonna be describing these slides in detail, but I will encourage Encourage everyone that is listening that would like to see the presentation to go to our Facebook page, speaking of Facebook, visit us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And you'll actually see the live Facebook live video we did. We'll also create this into a YouTube video as well. So if you're listening to this on your podcast app, just look in the notes, you should see a link in there for the uh, YouTube link, um, or the Facebook link as well. So, um, anyway, should I go ahead and pull up our presentation? Sure. Let's go for it. I shouldn't say it's my, it's not my presentation. I could yeah. never make something look this beautiful. Uh, so I encourage everyone to just to see what a really nice looking presentation does uh, or looks awesome. like to also watch the video. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen. Pardon awesome. us for a second while we do this. Technology is always fun. Yeah. And there we go. Okay, well Scott, take awesome. it away.
1: Sure, so why don't we go on to the, the, the very first slide after our title slide. We have uh, people on a slide looking very happy. Um, So we have a phrase that stories can do it. And what that means is that it really harnesses the power of a cultural phenomenon, but it achieves business results. So I think the way to think about this is um, consumers always go ahead of brands and dictate trends. And so consumers and the fact that they adopted so quickly to these platforms first through Instagram. And now if you think about stories across the spectrum of all of our apps and services, Stories are really our headline product. So think about it when you open up Facebook or Instagram or Messenger. Stories is actually the first thing you see top of the fold. So DJ is showing a really interesting slide here where we went from a horizontal world in the the prior, you know, the laptop, you know, the laptop, big screen. And now the next slide DJ is going to show is how you can take that same image and put it into your phone and the thing that's so interesting and we were talking about it the other day um, internally is phones are getting bigger again right we're getting into phablets and a lot of this is you know the content is really designed to build and to be full screen and in our environments they're the first thing you see so when you open any of our apps think about what you see across the very very top it's stories whether it's on facebook instagram messenger so again we're leading with it because we see that that's what consumers want to digest
0: Yeah, I remember, you know, it's funny, we're we're now filming things in particular for products like uh, stories and, and whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp. But what's interesting is we're now keeping our phones in the, in the portrait mode, which is what Scott's mentioning, the up and down yeah. mode versus the landscape mode, which, you know, if you're creating content for YouTube, you're likely going to want it to, to be uh, landscape because that's their native format. But with, mm-hmm. with, with stories, what's really cool is you don't have to worry so much about that because, and we're going to look at some statistics in a minute, there's actually a reason why you don't have yeah. to turn your phone, you know, in landscape to be able to consume stories or create them.
1: Um, yeah, it's also interesting, DJ. As you as you're talking, um, the stat here for people on the podcast side is that 82% of visitors to video-centric websites actually hold their smartphone in portrait orientation. It's just natural. I mean, the the phone, the way we work with it, the way the apps are put together, you really hold it in that orientation. And stories, what it does is it fulfills that. So the beautiful thing, and there's no pun intended in what I'm going to say. It fills the real estate of these bigger, beautiful phones. You have the screen area. You have this real wonderful real estate to tell a story, to tell a message to the consumer. So want to take advantage of it. I think there's a sea change that we hope to see happen. And I think it will in real estate where, you know, most of us pull off the MLS and it's a horizontal picture of the front of the house. And that's the listing we've traditionally advertised. And I think we at Facebook and Instagram in particular, we're thinking about it with our creative shop. How do we transition into the home can still be shown, but shown vertically versus horizontally, which is that orientation of what the consumer expects and wants to see.
0: It's a really important point is, and and I know I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because I am so interested in this. I could talk about this particular thing. Part of it all day is, is the orientation of the phone, but you're absolutely right. I'm thinking back, I'm thinking now about how I use my phone. And the only time I turn it to landscape mode is if I'm watching a longer form video on YouTube yep. or, but you're right. If, if I'm on Facebook, if I'm on Instagram or if I'm just on any other app or website, even if it's a video, unless it forces me to turn it, I'm, I'm yep. probably going to want to keep that portrait um, orientation. So that's really important is Facebook has basically looked at the usability of their, of their mm-hmm. products and how do people actually use these. So that brings up a great question is are, real estate photography are they going to adjust as well and then we now know they're mostly in landscape mode real estate professional photos but maybe it does make sense to also get uh, you know portrait mode done for things like this so
1: I hope they do um, I think we empirically feel that if we're going to serve the industry so if you're listing on the MLS and how you shoot the home um, you want to mirror the use of the of where the consumer is so you know, I think hopefully we will see that kind of adaption and, and you showed it in the first two slides and for people on the podcast, the slides that DJ showed were um, a laptop and, you know, an image in the laptop, you know, horizontal landscape mode and then showing that same image, but just zoomed in, showing it in the vertical mode, filling any entire um, smartphone screen. So we do as an industry need to migrate and make that change because again, I think, um, consumers expect it and so you want to meet the consumer where they are with and with how you interpret the experience
0: for them absolutely i think we're so used to also assuming that we know how consumers use their phone and just just the fact that you know 82 and percent of of visitors to video centric websites are keeping it in that portrait mode is an amazing yeah. statistic which is why i keep getting stuck on it because i'm 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 amazed by that but as i think back i'm like oh that actually does make sense because that's how i use it as well so absolutely So
1: a couple of things I think that's really important, and and I think these are not surprising statistics. So again, for folks on the podcast versus the Facebook Live, um, we're looking at a slide that's talking about growing up in a mobile first world. Um, I'm the proud dad of a Gen Z, soon to be 14-year-old. But if we look at stats, 28% of millennials are smartphone-only internet users. I think it's, which super, means that,
0: that that means they're not using computers. They're strictly using their mobile devices.
1: Got it. That is correct. And I think again, in some of the things that I've talked to people about in the industry and conversations I've had, again, think about the biggest phone releases that are coming. I mean, uh, my wife k- hates to hear this because I keep kind of like knocking on the door. I'm like, you know, Samsung released that note ultra 20, seven <laughs> inch screen, yeah. seven inch screen. Right. And that's because, you know, we're, we're doing more with our phones, both from a productivity perspective and from a consumption perspective. So 28% of millennials are only smartphone internet users, but here's where this is really interesting. While they're young, while they're not ready to buy property today, they will be the next generation of home buyers. It's Gen Z and 55% of them say they spend more than five hours a day on their mobile devices. So think about this, you know, we've migrated away. COVID I think will impact some of the stats we're seeing. I think obviously with shelter in place and working from home we're spending more time on the laptop right now but i think you know again coming out of this we still use our phones a ton we still you know it's funny we put down the laptop or we have the laptop on the couch and we're working and yet we still pick up our cell phone so just again you know a lot of the core through line of the things that dj and i talk about are mobile first applications and environments and stories is one and i think again that's why you see huge consumption numbers by consumers, because again, they're just using their phone and it needs to be in that native device. Similarly to when, you know, if we think about a TV, right? I mean, you know, the reason I'm a huge sports fan, as you guys can see, if you're watching on FB Live, uh, behind me, I've got a bunch of sports memorabilia. You know, we shoot that in in a more um, horizontal mode. That's how we, you know, we consume it on that device. Flip that, we consume content in a vertical world on the cell phone.
0: Yeah, I've noticed this too with with younger people, especially young younger children, teenagers as well. Is they favor their mobile devices over their their laptop component uh, counterparts. And and I I'm always I was always like I wonder why that's happening. And it, re- it actually reminds me of a f- funny Facebook story I, that I, j- j- this is something that just popped into my mind. But years ago, I remember Mark Zuckerberg relayed the story where he was I think he was going around the country visiting. I think he was visiting schools or he was visiting a school and he asked them about email. And they said, we don't like, we don't like to use email because it's too slow. And I remember him, he yes. said, too slow Email's pretty instant. He's like, they said, no, it's too slow for us. We need, um, we need a faster component, which is where messaging um, really, yes. you know, he really put put more focus into that. And we all now know, you know, email is slower than text messaging. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly slower, but it's now just part of our, uh, the way we use our devices is we don't email as much. We we use, you know, uh, we use Facebook Messenger, we use text, we use some of the other messaging platforms mm. and, and that's how we communicate now and also our phones are faster than us going to our computer because Absolutely. we always have our phones on us.
1: And the processing speeds of the phones have gotten yeah, better. So it's it's, it's it's technology keeping up with. Um, it, but That comes back to the original point and where it ties in to the through line on stories is Yes, it's a cultural phenomenon and that's because again, the consumer got there first. So the consumer decides, right, what we want, you know, from technology back in, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, you know, beta versus VCR, the consumer bought VCR, Sure. so the VCR one, um, you know, high def uh, DVRs versus, you know, Blu-rays, you know, things of that nature. So. Again, sure. you know, you go to where the consumer is. Um, we're showing a bunch of different um, screens uh, for folks on the uh, podcast, but the, the combination here is a messaging uh, brands, um, brands on the page versus like people. And so again, you know, people use stories, but brands use stories, and that's really, I think, if we're going to take a step back, where real estate agents and brokerages have a wonderful opportunity. Um, There's a great opportunity I think to meet people more in this platform than people do and DJ and I are going to kind of unpack that a little bit more but I think that's teasing out that if you're not doing stories at a high rate and reaching consumers, both organically and paid, you're missing out on how and where your consumer spending
0: their time. That's very true and, and I as just myself now I have a lot of real estate agents that I have uh, that I follow. We have 700 real estate agents at our own company. We've got more than you know over 20,000 people that really are our regular listeners to the show almost all of them are real estate agents. a lot of them have, we have followed each other. and I actually now thinking I don't see as many real estate agents utilizing stories as much on either platform, Instagram or Facebook. Um, and so uh, this is a huge opportunity for our listeners to, to start reaching their audience. Because like I said, I'm the guy who's now spending time on, on stories and I'm not even seeing much real estate uh, content on there. So
1: Yeah. we're going to dive into some, some things that people should know about when they think about um, stories, partners, technical partners, advertising. Uh, that goes back a couple of weeks to how we talked about partners, DJ. Um, what? But quick, what makes a story, obviously the orientation, we've talked about that, the vertical nature of it. Um, You know, we call this stitching, putting different components together. So static image, video, short form, right? It's 15 seconds on a video, which is great. That's what we would recommend for feed videos. So like we talk a lot about for real estate agents, don't make the five minute long drone footage to think that it's going to work in feed. Same as stories. There's a reason why we cap it at 15 seconds. That's what the consumer is looking for. And then using creative tools natively. whether they live natively um, from an organic perspective, that you can bring your brand to life and your brand is yourself or the property. And then in the um, advertising space, a lot of the tools are starting to think about overlays and ways to make the story a little bit more engaging. So um, just thinking through those three things uh, kind of facilitates the story's narrative. So let's move forward, DJ. So there are a couple of things. Again, so you know, if we go back to why is this a consumer phenomenon? Why does this matter for my real estate business? Um, there are a couple of things that we're going to walk you through again for folks on the podcast versus on the live stream. Um, there's six things that we talk through. First, it's full screen. We've kind of hit that over and over, but it's immersive. So that's one of the big things. Why full screen matters? It's immersive. Um, it's ephemeral. DJ talked about that um, just off uh, camera with me, where we were talking about the fact that it is, you know, it's kind of in the moment, it has some fun, it has a little bit of a playful nature. Um, It doesn't need to live forever. Um, I had a friend, um, a fellow Facebook employee, who had a baby. Um, Actually, he and his wife both work at Facebook. And, you know, the, the more fun, ephemeral moments of their daughter's birth are in stories, the more legacy, long term things that they want to go back to a little bit more formal are back in newsfeed. So a little bit of a different use case. They're fast. We've already talked about that. I'm not, as you guys know, if you've listened to a couple of our episodes, brevity is not my key strength, but stories it is. Um, They're fun. They they can be fun. You don't have to consistently be um, so serious. They have a little bit of that playful nature to them. They're in the moment. So again, because they're ephemeral, you should think about this we're trying to tell a story that's very relevant to today. Um, and then the last thing is they're engaging and they're interactive. So again, whether you're on the live stream and you can see these six points or through the podcast, just think of it as, you know, it's full screen, it's ephemeral, it's fast, it's playful, it's in the moment, and it's interactive.
0: And a lot less people, a lot less agents are utilizing right now, so it is right. a wide open space to where you can then make your voice be heard in, in these short, bite-sized, fun, and engaging ways.
1: Absolutely. So there's a couple of reasons why content um, people f- prefer, you know, stories over feed. Um, this is based on some information that our Facebook IQ team, our research team, put together some studies, uh, and this is back in uh, late 2018. So a little, you know, the information is a little bit dated, but still relevant to the story. No pun intended. Again, it's um, yeah, stories provide information on things I care about, um, information on events. So if we think about you know, the world about, you know, open homes and whether that is a virtual open home, which we touched on a couple of weeks ago, or an in-person when shelter-in-place is, is hopefully behind us, it's relevancy. And that goes back to, again, to that fun ephemeral quick point It's in the moment. Um, some people like it for celebrities. Again, I think if we're thinking about the real estate case here, I think it's, you know, your service becomes sort of your personality um i think when we're talking about most forms of advertising in real estate the traditional way of pulling the listing in it's only the listing you know here you can add your own voice you can add your own character your own expertise what's happening in the community what are the things that you know about why should people trust you over maybe somebody who they haven't heard from remember One of the stats DJ and I reviewed a couple of weeks ago is that over 50% of consumers go with the first agent that they have a conversation with. So a way to have a conversation, at least an introductory conversation, is using stories, having a little bit of fun, showing your expertise. Um, And again, it it allows for people to see from brands that they want to hear from. So again, I think breaking through, especially on the advertising side, to DJ's point, agents um, in particular are not using stories as much as I think the other types of um, business, um, small businesses even are. And so it's a wonderful place to kind of stand out, stand apart and kind of build your own brand in addition to the listing you may have.
0: I have a quick little pro tip for everyone who's a real estate agent listening who is thinking about what kind of content should, and I'm certainly, uh, that could be a, a whole year long conversation about what type of content to put in stories. But I'll show you, I want to just reveal one that I've noticed that agents, I, I mentioned I haven't seen a lot of real estate specific content or realtor specific content on stories, but I have seen uh, some and I've noticed um, that I think this is a very effective a little tidbit um, that it certainly works on me. Um, So we know that real estate agents uh, oftentimes work nights and weekends, right? Because people oftentimes work during the day, they're only available to go see properties or do real estate stuff uh, in in the evenings and, and on the weekends and what i've noticed is a lot of the people i do follow when they do post they're going to they post a lot of times after hours so they might be posting in the evening they and what they'll do is they'll take a picture of themselves in a car then might say something like on my way to show my client a home or um, you know, or a Saturday morning, just heading to the office or have four showings today. And, and I used to, when I first started looking at stories, I was kind of like, I don't really care about what they're doing in their day. And now that I, but I'm not a consumer, I mean, I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. the industry. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually a brilliant thing to do because it, it lets people know that you're working and it lets yeah. people know how dedicated you are to your business. So if you're wondering, what should I post about? And I don't, I don't know that all your content should be, you know, here's what I'm doing at 6.45 in the evening uh, for my client but you know, it's not a terrible idea. And if, if we're wanting to think about branding is think about what kind of, what, what, what do you want your image to be? What do you want to, you know, to, to show on social media about how dedicated you are to your business? And stories are a great way to do that because you can do these little bite-sized things. Oop, just wrapped up my last showing of the day. It's 10 o'clock. I'm going home. You know, that, 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 that has an impact on the people following. Like, wow, this person is really working for their client. So just a little tip there.
1: I I think the other thing, and as we move to the next slide, DJ, I think, bouncing on top of that, um, there are a couple of things. One, I think you can also highlight your local community. So one of the yes. things that we've talked a lot about from the Facebook and Instagram perspective over the last couple of months during COVID is, you know, the brand showing brand care, showing community care. These are things that people are thirsting for and yearning for um, as businesses reopen, as businesses are looking for people to get back out Um, Especially, you know, if we think about people in the service industry, our restaurants, our bars, our coffee shops, um, our small theaters, our small community theaters, our small stores on Main Street. It's another really great way of showing your authenticity, showing off more than just a listing and giving yourself a little bit more of, frankly, you know, your own brand and your own voice about what you know about your community um, into these interactions with the consumer because it's so much more and will be, and it has been, but even more so now, so much more than just the listing. It's what do you, you know, what do you, what do you know about your town that maybe I don't or your neighborhood or the events going on? So um, it's important and on the screen actually, and it's, it's a perfect segue is across the Facebook family of apps, 1 billion stories are shared each and every day. Um, so if we think about this, it's another great opportunity to kind of spawn virality and, you know, sharing, um, you know, people in your sphere, you know, using it as an advertising medium, using it as an organic medium. And again, just, you know, people like to share that content. So I think you can show more of who you are and who your community is. It's, you know, I always think about it. What's beyond the listing, you, your expertise, your services, how do our platforms mirror that? So I think it's just a really great way of uh, connecting those two dots.
0: And, and real quickly too, I also uh, to touch on Scott's point about highlighting local businesses. Real estate, of course, is a hyper local industry, and agents are usually hyper local as well. And what an amazing opportunity yeah. right now as you're visiting these local businesses that are still open, or maybe they're looking for yeah. for work, or they just want to you know let people know that they're still around. Um, and, and right now in Chicago, uh, sadly, we have a lot of businesses that are boarded up that aren't closed, but because we've had some unrest here, a lot. A of businesses appear to be closed. And I was just thinking I'll be heading to my uh, dry cleaner later today to pick, up a, to pick up a suit. And it looks like they're closed. They are not closed. And what what an easy, simple thing for me to, to take a, 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 a screenshot or take a picture with them and say, hey, for everyone here in River North, you know, this cleaners is still open and tag them. They would be thrilled to do that. And, you know, it, that's a great way to, to So if you're looking for content, that's another amazing opportunity right now is highlight and support those local businesses businesses through stories. Absolutely. All right. So moving on. Um,
1: So one of the things that I think is really important is, you know, and I, and I think agents are much more aware of this um, as we've been out more and more in the industry, but you know, it's not just Facebook. It's how do you think about Facebook messenger and Instagram together? WhatsApp is a little bit still, you know, a different type of a platform and environment, but you know, how do you think about all of those together? Um, You know, we, have you know for stories over half a billion daily active users across our platform so the reason i think that that's so important is again you know when we want to reach the consumer we advertise and we market ourselves because we want to reach the consumer and influence them so again it's thinking about you know where are they spending their time you want to be part of that conversation Um, and so you know thinking through you know taking a step back for a moment um just really fast before we move on too far is you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about partners. We talked about uh, brokerages working really collaboratively with us on paid tools. A lot of them have something called automatic placements. Automatic placements allows your advertising to get into stories. You should ask if you're interviewing a third party. Let's say you don't have, um, you don't work at a brokerage that is Realogy or Keller Williams or whatnot, and you look at a third party. Ask them will my advertising be on stories? And stories across all of Facebook's platforms, not just Instagram, not just Facebook, and not just Messenger. Um, DJ and I were talking before we came on air about, you know, let machine learning determine which stories environment you go to, right? Instead of saying, well, it's only an Instagram thing, or it's only a Facebook thing, your consumers might be across different different age groups, different things, but they're still in stories. So let those things come to the fore. So I think advice here for people, um, ask about where do stories fit into the advertising tools that my brokerage is giving me? Or if you're on your own and you're like, look, you know, I'm getting pitched by a certain technology company and they talk about being able to do this. Do they put my content in a stories format? Do they have that capability? What is their stance? And if they really hem and haw and they don't have a good answer, it means that, frankly, their tools are a little bit rudimentary and they're not forward-thinking. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because everybody should be thinking about this. To DJ's point earlier, ESPN has stories, Spotify has stories, YouTube has stories, you know, we have stories. It's a big, big consumer uh, push. So again, just food for thought, tips for you. Uh, you. know, Your money is hard-earned. You should put it with the right people, the right places uh, to drive consumer outcomes. So just wanted to kind of dovetail on that really quickly. But um, we're showing a couple of fun um, examples. I'm going to kind of pass through this because, again, I'm, a, I'm aware that we've got people on uh, the podcast. But I think, again, just look at brands that are advertising across stories. Look at what you're seeing from big brands because usually they're the leaders. And what I mean by that is you, know, you, can, you can follow their lead. You know, it's always this thing of you know, with a cell phone, there's uh, you know, democracy of content. We talked about it with Facebook Live um just the ability to take a, a smartphone and you know produce your own video. So what I would say is you know look at some of the brands that are doing stories. Look at brands that are in real estate. Some of the biggest brands are using it at scale. You know, think about your realtor.coms, your Zillows among others. But then also look at other brands and think about like how are they telling their story? No pun intended again, but like how are they conveying that message? Um, How are they telling it? How are you thinking about it? The other thing I think that trips people up consistently across our platforms with marketing is, you know, think about what you want the consumer to take away from it. Versus I've got this listing I need to sell. Right. Of course. But what is it you want the consumer to take away from it? And that's where, again, I think Stories offers that really unique place, similar that we talked about with Facebook Live, to have your own voice in. It's not just a listing. You can have a listing. You should have your listing but you can tell a much bigger story there. And DJ, I, I know you guys think about that a lot with what you do.
0: We do. And and I want to also encourage everyone who has listings, and they might think, okay, well, how do I have 15 seconds? How do I how do I showcase this listing? I would say focus on one cool, super interesting thing about that property and say, you guys have to see this. And I mean, assuming you have the permission, of course, of the homeowner, go in there and and showcase something unique and cool and fun. And that's something that you can do every single time you have a listing because every home has something neat about it, hopefully, (laughs) uh, or you can find something neat about it. And then you can showcase that and that also creates fun content.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. no need to boil the ocean make it short make it sweet and frankly it's a great way um, one of the the two examples for people on the Facebook live right now can see uh, there's an advertising um, uh, example from Nutella one from Orange which is a uh, European phone company both of them if you see at the bottom of the screen have a see more button and when you flip that open it opens into a Facebook or Instagram lead ad. So again, you can also use stories to do direct response and most of the examples you see actually will do that. So start again looking at the advertising, playing with it, click that see more button, look at that. All of a sudden stories becomes a lead generation and a demand generation platform because we have Facebook lead ads and or Instagram lead ads activated where that pre-fill is happening. So again, really great for the consumer, but there's a uh, output you get from the from an agent perspective or a brokerage perspective of being able to do really great lead generation off of these experiences, it's not just for the uh, top of the funnel uh, branding, right? So, well, let's move on, let's see what else is next. Aha! Speaking of the stages of the funnel, I couldn't have set myself up even better. It's almost like I looked at the slides before we got on the podcast. <laughs> um, so what people are seeing on the, the live, and again, if you're on the podcast, is the, um, the standard purchase funnel, awareness, discovery, and purchase. And what we know is that stories inspire that action throughout the consumer journey. So it really can facilitate top to bottom of the funnel. The two prior examples, again, I would go back. If you're on the, the uh, Facebook Live, watch it again, look at the learn more or see more button. If you're on the podcast, go in and start playing around and looking at the brands that are advertising. Majority of them again will have a see more learn more button so that they can do lead generation So it's a great way to drive top of the bottom funnel Um, 58% of people who have seen something in stories are more interested in the product after they've seen it in a story So again, um, these are some studies that we've run on platforms that we're seeing stories drive business impact It's not just a fun place to be and that's the top of the funnel so moving forward 45% of respondents prefer stories after becoming aware of new trends. Uh, 37% prefer stories for learning about launches of new products or services. So again, we can think about that awareness. What's happening in your town? How do you ship community love back to people, especially after such a difficult time we've had when things start opening up? Great way to get that awareness play at the very tippity-top of the funnel. So in the mid-funnel for discovery, 58% of people surveyed said they've browsed a brand's website to get more information about seeing their products and stories. So even if we don't do capturing of lead generation, I know we'll get into that all the way to the bottom of the funnel in stories, it still can drive people off-site to engage with your brand, engage with more content. Super, super important. And 38% of the people surveyed um, talked to somebody about a product or a service after seeing it in stories. So again, you know, DJ was talking about finding content, finding people in stories. Again, you can be there, and that generates a conversation of, wow, I saw Scott, the realtor, and he services this part of Austin Tech. is interesting enough. I saw that he was out there talking about this brand new coffee shop, or the reopening of the dry cleaner, or the reopening of the school year, or something important to the community. It just adds a little spice to the overall marketing narrative for you. And lastly, down to purchase. One in two people surveyed said they have visited a website to buy a product. As a result of seeing it in stories so think about that 50% of people surveyed found that they went actually to the website to actually buy a product if they weren't using a lead ad. Um, 31% have gone to a store to buy a product or service after seeing the stories. I know that's not as applicable for real estate, but it just again shows the power of suggestion, the power of being in stories, a power of being in an environment that has a high consumer uh, engagement rate. And so if, um, on the podcast, we have a couple of different um, examples, and this kind of ties back to what I said before: that stories work across any type of business. So it's not just for, you know, hip businesses or beauty or B two B. It's across all businesses, and certainly real estate fits that mode. Um, again, I would say look at what some of the leading brands are doing in the space. Look at what other brands are doing. Um, you know, look for inspiration elsewhere. See what others are doing, and that can also be a great free uh, tool for you to figure out how to do things um, and then what's interesting is on our, our slide right now um, we had a, a gentleman who is the uh, VP of markcom integration for Apple talk about um, creating stories you know we can't put a 30 second spot on Instagram it's a whole new grammar they think about short form creative now and the leading creative people even in our internal uh, organization, we consistently are talking about how to adapt to this new format and how to perfect it. So um, a lot here to think about, but I think the, the net message is shorter, faster, better, make it fun, make it ephemeral, drive some impact. Um, there's some things that you know that you should think about. Obviously, creative stickers, fun things, you know, making your own personality shine through. Ad types, again, I think the biggest thing here we talked about was with partners, making sure that their technology enables you to buy advertising across stories. They should have it. um, Most of the products that we've worked on and most of the brokerages tools that are offered in our guide that we stand behind, have stories as an activation because we think it's one of the most important um, platforms to reach consumers. Again, if you're talking to a third party, make sure that you know, do they offer stories as part of automatic placements. Um, If you're doing it self-serve on your own, Again, just make sure that, you know, do stories across all of our platforms. Don't choose one over the other. Let machine learning and algorithms take you to where consumers are spending time. Um, and some key takeaways, again, are just, we talked about it, creative. So what type of messaging are you talking about? Um, ad types, I take it to mean, you, know, you have stories, you have video, you have static imagery. But again, when it comes to buying, making sure that your Partner whether you're using a a tool provided by your brokerage or a third-party offers stories as a platform If you're doing it on your own make sure you collect all three uh, uh, environments Um, A couple of tips really quick. These are much more visual. Um, so if you're on the podcast One of the things to just think about is a focal point Make sure you have a focal point and you tell the consumer what you want them to do So it could be a picture of the front of the house saying open house Saturday two to four. So just make sure there's a focal point, it's something easy. Remember these things are going at 15 second clips. So try not to make it so confusing for the
0: consumer. Yeah, one call to action, one message is yep. is, is plenty and you have time to do it, focus on one thing. Absolutely, keep it simple. Um, so ad types, let's go a little bit deeper
1: into that. Um, So you can try. Oh, we can go back. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's fine. Go back to go forward. There we go. There we are. So you can do multiple photos and DJ talked about this, like find a bunch of different things in the house, make it a carousel, you know, make it something that's not just one image, tell a story, right? You're the, you take the consumer on the journey. So, you know, you can have the beautiful outside shot. You can have the kitchen shot. You can have the deck shot. If you're out and you're trying to tell a story about your community, so let's say you don't have a listing but you wanna advertise your expertise in the neighborhood. Don't just show one thing, show multiple things. Show multiple restaurants, multiple coffee houses. Is there a concert in the park? So use that as just getting more and more content in front of the consumer. Um, and then lastly, um, the next slide over that we're gonna uh, kinda go through is buying. You guys have heard me talk about this. It's something called automatic placements. It's absolutely key to anything you do across our platforms because again, it meets the consumer where they are. So I talk so many different times to agents which is hit this button, either in the tools that are offered or ask if the tools offer it. Good tools have it, you don't even need to know it, they just do it for you. Back to the partner conversation because again, we wanna find consumers no matter where they are. So you know, again, you don't wanna make human bias and human assumption that, Well, I got better performance from Instagram this time, so I should only use Instagram. Well, it could be that the house or the messaging is better suited for Facebook. Our automatic placements, our machine learning, they're going to go find the consumers you want based upon the action you want them to take. So again, super important not to be, um, you know, don't put yourself in a silo when you can have more, more places to get your message out in front of. All right. Brand oh, marketing, sorry. no, it's okay, same thing. Like, there we no, go. No. It's okay, <laughs> Keep we'll keep going because I think it's the same stuff. It's it's really for brand marketing, it's creative. It's again, begin with your brand. So you are your brand. You really are your brand. So again, we've talked a lot about this. Let your personality shine through. Be authentic, make sure that you put messaging that, you know, again, put a graphic over it with your name, with the firm you're with, with the hours you you keep. You know, again, it's really important that you take that moment to brand yourself. You are the focal point of that versus maybe um, a more direct response environment, which is maybe much more a little bit about the listing. So super important to think about. And as we move forward, ad types should be the same. Again, um, we talk a lot about carousel. We talk a lot about multiple images. That's the same for your brand as it is for your direct response advertising. And even if that's you, you can do different pictures at different locations, tell different stories by different parts of the community, different stories for different parts of the house. Um, I think that's an interesting phenomenon. You know, the front of the house only tells one part of the story. Right. What is the kitchen? What is the backyard? Does it have a gym? Does it have multiple bedrooms? You know, does it have a sunroom? Does it have an office? All these things that you would do in telling the story of the of real estate, you can actually brand yourself by showing that. You know, if you happen to be somebody who likes to be in the kitchen and talks about it, it's a personality trait. You can talk about your love of cooking and then look at this great kitchen. Wouldn't you like to be cooking in this kitchen as well? Right. Um, great way to just tell a bigger story. And then lastly, again, we buy the same way. We use those automatic placements. Let us find those consumers for you. Um, again, I can't overstate how that's a best practice. We talk to the biggest brands in the world about, and just because you happen to be a, a, you know, a realtor on Main Street USA doesn't mean that you shouldn't be using the same thing. What's good for Nike and their advertising, what's efficient will probably work for you too. <laughs> um, so just know that that this is a big one. Um, ask those questions. Again, if those partners are saying they know Facebook and Instagram, ask what your stories are. What do you do for stories? And do you do automatic placements? And again, if you get a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of staring blankly into the camera for the live stream or a lot of, hmm, <laughs> hmm oh, oh, what? So then you know the answer.
0: So I have my own very, very short automatic placement story. So I do the advertising for our, uh, our company where we're out recruiting, looking for agents to join us. And I didn't use automatic placement with my Facebook ads for a very long time because I thought I knew better and I wasn't sure. I thought I know the right time and the right to, exactly when to serve up these ads and who to serve them to mm-hmm. and how to serve them in the most effective way. And I was absolutely wrong. And I've switched to automatic placements about two years ago and not only did my engagement increase significantly, but my cost went down because Facebook yes. Facebook wants you to be successful with their advertising platform, or else you're not gonna to continue to use it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they have created these tools in a way to make everything more efficient, more effective, to benefit not only the, the end user, but also you as well as the business owner. So I couldn't be a bigger fan of the automatic placement, and it makes my job as the marketer a heck of a lot easier, which Absolutely. I appreciate.
1: And it's guesswork, right? I mean, so much of what we think we know, sometimes we don't. And you can do this for years and years and years. So uh, really quick, as we start to wrap up, 4 million businesses use Stories ads each and every month. Um, Just to give that reference, you know, we have about 9 million businesses using our tools and our platforms, about 9 million advertisers. So, you know, again, that should show you we've got a lot of open green space to do a lot more in stories and as an industry i think we can do much more by it and it's a great opportunity you know dj just mentioned it efficiency you know how you know can we drive a more efficient a cheaper outcome for your business i mean that's a huge goal of ours and if you can get proficient at stories that's one output that you get from uh, being in that environment then moving ahead It's the end slide, stories can do it. Again, you know, I really encourage you, um, you know, if you're on live and you're watching this, go back, watch some of the creative examples. The best thing you can do, and even if you're on the the podcast versus the uh, Facebook live is get in the environment, play with it. Look, you know, spend time using, you know, swipe, see different brands, see things that you've seen from brands you like, you follow sponsored content, which is obviously paid. are you seeing small businesses use this both for paid and organic? Well, um, it's a huge laboratory that you just by using this device can actually do your own field research. Um, the last thing I would say before we you know kind of conclude uh, with this with the slide portion, and if you're on the podcast, is again you know really be thoughtful about the fact that this is where your consumer is. These platforms, um, stories. Again, I said it earlier. ESPN, other places. It's becoming core to how the consumers, you know, take content on their mobile phone. So it's not a, I'll eventually learn it moment, learn it, get to know it, doing it will have an instant benefit for your business. And it will have a benefit both organically as well as on the paid side. So it's not just one or the other, they really sing and hum together. Um, And lastly, again, I've said it a couple of times in over the last hour or so, but this is really where you can shine through and show yourself as your own brand as your own expertise it's not just about the static listing photo it really allows you to come alive and tell your story again no pun intended but that's how a consumer can really get to know you better so even if you feel like "Mm, that photo of the house isn't great well you know what take your phone go down to main street go talk about to business owners Talk about things you're seeing in your community. Great format, experiment, see what lands for you. Um, But net messaging is really get proficient at this. It's going to be a game changer for you.
0: Yeah, it's quick, it's easy, and it's a way to demonstrate your values to your consumers. This is what brands do, and you're a brand. A real estate agent is a, an individual brand. If you're on a team, you have a team brand. If you work for uh, a company with a brand, you're, you're part of their brand as well. But Facebook stories and Instagram stories are a way to demonstrate your brand. And so maybe write down your values or your values and then write down what are what are those values that you want your clients to know about or your prospective clients and then think about creating content around that so if generosity is an important value to you you want to make sure that people know that you are generous now there's ways to do that that are subtle and not subtle, but look through Instagram stories and, and, and Facebook stories and see how people are, are are showcasing those values. See what works, what doesn't work, what you like and what you don't like, and then start to experiment with it. You can create this content quick. It's easy. It doesn't live forever either. So if you do something and, and it doesn't get a great response, oh, well, it's gone. You move on to the next one. And and I think there's so much an op- of an opportunity here to really showcase who you are as an individual uh, and, and not just just the brand you are, but what are the values behind you? What are you doing? You don't have to give up all of your privacy to do this either. This doesn't have to be come, come lounge with me at eight o'clock at night in my living room. This is, here's what I'm all about. And you can showcase that throughout the day. It's quick. It's simple. I'm a big fan. So I'm going to actually start to use it ourselves. You've inspired me to do it with our own marketing efforts. And I'm embarrassed to say I'm not doing it. So I'm going to be doing this as well. So I want to thank Scott for being on the podcast today. Uh, we appreciate his, his input. Uh, he is a trusted partner. We love Scott and everyone at the Facebook uh, team with respect to real estate. And we will see everyone on the next episode. And thank you, Scott.